If you've ever been to a high school football game or basketball game or any other sporting event, oftentimes the student cheer section will have a chant and one side will say, we've got spirit, how we've got spirit, yes we do, we've got spirit, how about you? And the other side will respond, we've got spirit, yes we do, we've got spirit, how about you? And they go back and forth and it gets louder and louder and then what they're saying is, we have school spirit. We have pride in the fact that we go to this school. I think today as we gather here in this church that we could say the same thing, that we all have spirit, yes we do, because that's really what is at the heart of this Pentecost celebration, that the Holy Spirit has descended upon the church, and that for each one of us, when we were baptized at the font, that we received the Holy Spirit in a powerful way, and then through the sacrament of confirmation, that spirit was stirred up within our hearts and our souls once again. And so we truly do have the spirit of God. Sometimes though, I think we forget about that. Maybe we don't realize it or we don't live in the knowledge that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what we heard in our first reading today from the Acts of the Apostles, which is telling us the story of that first Pentecost when the disciples and others were gathered in the upper room and the Spirit filled the room and tongues of fire came upon them. And the writer says that all were filled with the Holy Spirit. Not only are the disciples filled with the Holy Spirit, but each one of us now are called to be filled with the Spirit. I think that we can look throughout our church's history and tradition to find many different individuals who are filled with the Spirit. Today, I'd like to mention just three. Two of them who come from the scriptures and one of them, one of the saints who lived uh, just a few centuries ago. The two from the Bible and the first one, maybe of no surprise that I'd like to bring up is Mary, the mother of God. That Mary was filled with the Holy Spirit in her life. That when she was in her room or wherever she was when the Annunciation took place, the angel Gabriel came to her and announced to her that she was going to be the mother of Jesus, the mother of God. And when she received those words, Mary said, how can this be? And the angel went on to explain it. The angel said that the power of the Most High will overshadow you and the power of the Holy Spirit will conceive Jesus in your womb. And so when Jesus made his dwelling in the womb of Mary, the Holy Spirit came into her life in a very powerful way. And then, as we move forward from that event, it says right away that in haste, that Mary set out to visit her cousin Elizabeth. Now Elizabeth was with child, and Mary learned about that from the angel. So she goes, she travels for probably three days, many miles, and she visits her cousin Elizabeth. And Mary, who is so filled with the Holy Spirit, almost as if it's outpouring from her, Elizabeth now gets that spirit as well. And Elizabeth, the scriptures tell us, in the visitation was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she proclaimed, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And so she was prompted by the Spirit of God that she received to make that acclamation that same phrase that we still pray whenever we recite the Hail Mary. Those are two people from the scriptures that I think were truly filled with the Holy Spirit. 
The third one is a saint from the 1500s who lived in Italy, and his name is Philip Neri. And his feast day was just a few days ago on May 26th. And when I was preparing to celebrate Mass that morning, I went over the prayers and the readings, and what really struck me, you could say maybe inspired by the Holy Spirit or drawn to it by the Spirit of God, was the opening prayer for the Mass. I didn't really know that much about St. Philip Neri, but the little prayer that happened right at the beginning of Mass kind of gave a little biography or a little snapshot of his life. It said that, O oh God, you who so wonderfully filled the heart of St. Philip Neri with the Holy Spirit. I, wondered, I wonder what his story is of his relationship with the Holy Spirit that the church would put that in his prayer for his feast day. And so I did what any millennial might do, and I went to Google, and I typed in Philip Neri and the Holy Spirit, and of course I found a result telling me the story of St. Philip and the Holy Spirit. You see, it was 1544, and Philip Neri was uh, in the catacombs in Rome. And the catacombs are, you know, kind of like an underground cemetery where the saints and the martyrs, where the bones of them are buried. And so he was in this holy place, and he was praying. It was the Feast of Pentecost. And as he was there in that space, he continually prayed, Come, Holy Spirit, come into my life. So he was inviting the Spirit of God to come into his heart. And as he prayed that prayer over and over again, he sensed an extreme peace that overcame him. And as he continued to invoke the Holy Spirit, he saw a fireball come down as if from heaven, coming into his presence. And the story goes that it entered into his mouth and into his very being, and there rested in his heart. It said that it enlarged his heart, that his heart was filled with the Holy Spirit. It might sound like a crazy story, but when St. Philip Neri died many years after that event, they did an autopsy and they found that his heart was indeed enlarged and that two of his, uh, two of his bones in his chest, his ribs had been broken from the expansion of his heart. It said that whenever St. Philip Neri preached that people knew that he was filled with the Holy Spirit, that wherever he went, people were drawn to him, drawn to him because he had peace that really overflowed, that came to him from that experience that he had with the Holy Spirit. These are just three people who were filled with the Holy Spirit, and I think that they can inspire us and help us to foster and to develop a greater devotion to the Holy Spirit in our own lives. For example, St. Philip Neri was there in the catacombs and he invited the Holy Spirit into his life. So maybe for us, like him, every day to begin the day praying, come Holy Spirit, come into my life this day. There are a lot of traditional prayers to the Holy Spirit. Some of them you might know, like the come Holy Spirit and kindle the hearts of your faithful and so forth. Another one that I like is come Holy Spirit, uh, come by the powerful means of the intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Another one from St. Augustine says, Breathe in me, O Holy Spirit, that all my thoughts might be holy. Act in me, O Holy Spirit, that everything I do might be holy. And so there's a lot of formula prayers, but also just to pray from our heart. Maybe praying, asking the Holy Spirit to renew every day the gifts of the Spirit that we receive in baptism and in the sacrament of confirmation. 
Secondly, I think Mary can teach us about the Holy Spirit because she was really being led by the Spirit of God. That as soon as she heard about the need of another person, it was as if the Spirit of God was leading her to go and to visit Elizabeth. Maybe in our own life we feel prompted. Maybe we are being led by the Spirit, inspired in some way to go somewhere, to do something, or to see somebody. And really then, if that's on our heart, if that's something we think we should do, to follow the Spirit's lead, because maybe it is the Spirit of God that is leading us. So to say yes to that invitation. Thirdly, Elizabeth, who's filled with the Holy Spirit, she proclaims something. She's inspired to speak. And so maybe in our own lives, the Holy Spirit can inspire us in our words. That whenever we might have a difficult business meeting or a different, difficult conversation with someone, that maybe right beforehand we invite the Holy Spirit to come into that moment and to speak in and through us so that we might say only the things that God would want us to say. To be inspired by the Spirit, maybe also we're inspired to speak up for those uh, for the cause of peace or justice or whatever it might be. That's the Spirit of God prompting us, leading us to speak in that way. On that first Pentecost, the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit. And throughout the church's tradition, many people have been filled with the Spirit. All of them, really. Mary and Elizabeth and Philip Neri are just some examples. But I think all of us today should pray that we might experience the Holy Spirit this day in a very profound way. So that wherever we go, we might proclaim to others that we have spirit. Yes, we do. We have spirit. How about you?